0: that
1: well good morning and welcome to the session on the new shine fm and on the podcast network at shine fmohio.com i am scott here with tom the king of the cranium is in the house (laughs) and today we're going to talk about a topic that really hits hits the entire family at different times possibly right we're going to talk about bullying and I know we haven't talked about bullying in terms of how it affects adults, but hopefully we're going to touch on that before we get done today.
0: But right. before we dive into all of that, Tom, we turn to God's Word. Scott, let's do that. Paul's writings in Ephesians 4.29, Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouth, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. That's clearly on the other end of the continuum from the bully. It sounds an awful lot like celebrate success.
1: It does, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Sounds like celebrating.
0: I've just come from the American Association of Christian Counselors World Conference, and I heard a speaker talk about how his dad never said he loved him, never affirmed him, and his high school football coach was the one who said that he believed in him and that he could do it. Well, that lit him up. He became an all-star, running back, played college football, ended up coming back coaching, ended up coming back and being head coach, all because he was lit up which is completely the opposite of what we're talking about today.
1: Yeah. Now, coming back from that conference, are you all just full of information that you're ready to Vesuvius all over us with information and statistics and stuff that we can talk
0: about? Oh, stay tuned. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I can tell you that the wall, I may take another picture of the wall today, uh, it is full. Yes. We, we have stuff lined up all the way through the middle of December now. Right. So, yeah, stay tuned for uh, coming attractions. All right, so we're going to dive into bullying today, and we start, Tom, with the three R's of bullying prevention from Lori Ermsberger, PhD, BCBAD, RSVP, I L M N O P Q
0: R. I don't know. That <laughs> looks like my great card, except for the B's and the A's. <laughs> yeah, that looks pretty good. <laughs> Here are the three, and then we'll break it down uh, to recognize it, to respond to it, and to report to it. It's finally gotten around that the United States Department of Ed now calls bullying a school safety issue.
1: Well, good for them for finally recognizing the obvious.
0: Imagine that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. All right. So we turn to the first thing in the three R's of bullying prevention, and that would be to recognize
0: it. And that's right. So, Scott, the U.S. Department of Education estimates 32% of all middle school and high school students are bullied in school. A third. Yes. Wow. So that basically would mean if you high level math here, ten in your class. If you had thirty, that would be ten. Ten of them are being bullied. Yep. It's also a little sarcastic about how many students are <laughs> are in the classroom. This next this next
1: one though, Tom, really hits me
0: hard. It's been reported that sixty percent of children with disabilities are bullied in schools. I wouldn't understand why that would hit you hard with your granddaughter. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I, and it terrifies me. She's at a public high school because the Christian school around us doesn't have an option for her. Otherwise, right. I think we'd we'd put her there. And it terrifies me what she may experience on a on a daily basis in that school.
0: Uh, yeah, well, and it's true. And her inability necessarily to process it, manage it, and respond to it. Yeah, yeah. yeah she
1: because she can't even articulate what she might be feeling or be able to say about it.
0: Yeah reacting to it emotionally i would think would be really real but an inability to explain what's going on here. yeah to be able to report it is is probably very very difficult for her uh, they were more likely to be called names and excluded from activities and so again another form of bullying and how, and they don't understand
1: and take a look at the and i'm going to be very careful how i say this tom okay that happens in the church too. Yeah, and that's sad. It it happens in the church, church, and I would take a real good look at your, at your kids and your youth programs and see how any
0: kids with disabilities are being uh, handled. So we're talking about a third of all students, and we're talking about sixty percent of children with disabilities. So we're talking more than half of the ones with physical disabilities are being bullied. So they're victims, and people are taking advantage of that. That is so sad. Yeah,
1: it is, it, and it angers me. Right. The last thing you want to do is get this gampy angry. <laughs> <laughs> I believe you. That's uh, <laughs> that is that's not um, no not a pleasant thing. All right. So we're talking about the three R's of bullying prevention today, and uh, we the first thing that we cover is to recognize it. The second thing to respond to it, and how we
0: respond. Is probably critical. Bullies can be anyone, given the the right conditions. So bullies can be from different cultures and can be as normal or regular kids. On the surface, it looks like it, and then you find out, oh, that one has been bullying other children, and you're going, wow, that's surprising. They tend to fit in, but when they're put in the right circumstances or for bullying. They've got a ring of support around them, and there's a victim that can't defend themselves. They're a different person. Yep. And I've seen that here in, uh,
1: in some of the classes over the years. I have had kids with mild speech impediments, mm-hmm. a little bit of stuttering, or maybe uh, certain letters of the alphabet they just can't say well, uh, mm-hmm. like sometimes S's. Mm-hmm. And I understand that one because that was a problem for me. Oh, okay you know i couldn't imagine being scott saunders and not being able to pronounce the letter s <laughs> i i know i went through oh scott third grade right and my name was scott Thonderth. oh my god because of the way and it's all about the way right. the tongue positions and i went through speech therapy instead of english class and that's how right peepers mm-hmm. of all names fixed mm. it really so yeah i can i can go back and thank her for that and you know, I see that in my classes here happen, and I shut it down hard, and I shut it down fast.
0: You've experienced it. Yes. You understand the the pain that that would be and the embarrassment that it that is.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. All right, so now, now we know how I respond to things, and that's not always how you would respond at home. Okay, okay. so what's the next step here in responding, Tom?
0: Well, it bullies... Often, uh, it occurs in unstructured school areas. So, I mean, it can happen anywhere, basically. I think that's a good way to look at it, but including playgrounds, hallways, cafeteria, the school bus, I think is a big one. The bus. Yeah. The bus, yeah. Sitting in the back of a school bus might be scary for people, and that's the only seat that they have left. And and they're... you wind
1: up sitting next to the bully.
0: Yeah. You know, that would be, that's, that's the most terrifying part. Most certainly. Yeah. And, and so then... Children don't want to go to school, but they don't necessarily say why, because they fear if they do, this bully's going to get them somehow.
1: Yeah, because they'll get in trouble, and it'll come out, oh, well, Johnny said you were doing blah, 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 and next thing you know, yeah, Johnny's being pummeled on the playground.
0: Yeah. Yeah. you got to be very careful there. Including it, so it can occur anywhere, as well as educationally sponsored, school-sponsored events. Which would include things like field trips, games, school assemblies. You can get lost in a crowd in a school assembly. Oh, real easy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Do whatever you you want, and it's hard to keep an eye on.
1: Yeah, field trips when you can pull somebody to the back of the room, the crowd as you're going around. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, absolutely.
0: It's a bigger picture. We want to understand it's a bigger picture. We also want you know make parents aware. That just because it didn't happen in the classroom, the cafeteria, the hallway, doesn't mean that you can't do something about it. Right. If there's a problem, I think one of the key ones is about reporting it. And we don't sit on it. We don't, oh, it'll get better. We'll just deck him. You know, if you say something to you, just, you know, haul off and smack him. That was part of my dad's
1: solution. He wanted me to learn how to fight. Uh Uh-huh. I instead learned how to run. (laughs) yeah me too i was always yeah you were the you were the skinny as a rail one i was always the shortest one Mm -hmm. i just learned how to outrun everybody two important keys in responding
0: should be to be immediate and consistent when they're immediate we we tend to have a cause and effect relationship that are very related the cause was the, the bully did this and the effect is well this is what happened to the victim let's do something quickly about it so that they realize that's not going to work anymore. If we report it quickly, we're also going to have an outcome that's going to be very associated with this this guy was a bully and this is what happened to him. That's where we want to get to. Right. And we want to get to
1: a point where where it doesn't happen, and the only way that we get there in our three R's of bullying prevention is to report it. Yeah. we got to talk about it.
0: So that becomes problematic, too, because – If the parents have had a situation or a history where, you know, the school really didn't help me, you know, they're not very motivated, they're pessimistic, and this is not going to work, so they tend not to. But to have a whole school district that's united behind bullying, and it ought to have a zero-tolerance policy. Most of them do now. I know we do here at MCS. and, And I would certainly encourage that. Absolutely. Yeah.
1: You know, the... As, as I've looked at it over the years, and, and I've seen – most teachers, you can identify a bully. It doesn't take a whole lot. You, uh-huh. you see it happen. Now, I, I've i always had small classes, so it's even easier for me. Right. You know, and I've had two kids that were just – they were bullies, and I basically told them that. And uh-huh. the hard part was telling the parent. Mm-hmm. And I did tell a parent that once. And how'd that go? It didn't go well. They bullied you? Uh, they tried to. <laughs> you know, the other thing I was going to ask you about, Tom – is um, what if the bullying is going on at home? Mm-hmm. Let's say big brother is bullying little brother at home. Right. Or maybe dad, and really if it's it's a parent with a child, it's not called bullying, it's called abuse. Right. But if it's happening at home, but teachers are seeing the results of it right. at school. Yes. That's that's a whole other avenue, and that's probably a whole other show in, in child abuse. Ooh, but.
0: And that's where we want to get, help and that the child, if there's abuse going on at home, certainly want them to be able to talk to a guidance counselor, talk to a a safe person in the school to say, this is what's going on. And don't buy into the uh, uh, lies or the smoke screens about, oh, yeah, I fell. And that's why I've got this big bruise. Right. Yeah. I
1: got a black eye because I fell. Yeah. That's not where you get a black eye. Right. Right. You got a bruise on your arm, okay, maybe. Yeah. You know, if your knees a little skinned up, maybe. Right. But yeah, there are some things that are not they can't be explained away that easy. Let's turn to the other thing that's happening, Tom. The other phase of bullying, especially now. Right. Because so many of our schools right now are uh, remote learning or hybrids. Right. So they're not always in the classroom, they're on a computer. Oh yes. Cyberbullying is probably just as big, if not bigger. Than the big the good old fashioned days of the bully just
0: pushing you down in the playground, and one one concept in parenting that I always believed personally and have taught professionally is I didn't want to see my children get out of the realm of my protection, out of my ability to reach out quickly and help them. I think it's really important. So you know if uh, an example of not being there would be an example like, well, they went to a friend's house. Well, I knew they went to Johnny's, but then from Johnny's they went and they ended up, you know, downtown doing something. Right. So now they're out of my ability to help them immediately. So what i we're talking about is we want to keep them in their ability to, to be protected. Here's the point: cyberspace is extremely difficult for parents if if they have no boundaries or no uh, set. Uh, rules about it there's no security around it no structure around it they're in chat rooms or they're in you know different social medias we don't even know how the worker exists yeah and here's the other thing to think
1: about you may have those rules at your home right they may not be playing Fortnite at your house right they're playing it at johnny's yes and that's why they go to johnny's three nights
0: a week i think we need to talk to johnny's parents <laughs>
1: but that comes back to something else tom is knowing who our children's friends are
0: right and who their parents are the well-informed parent and the wise parent will be thinking about who their children are uh hanging out with i think in the previous show we talked about get to know i think it was in the drinking
1: yeah get to know their friends get to know their parents
0: and so the We're on the same page and we have realistic goals of keeping our children safe. And then also the place I think that where the parents have the most power about setting good rules and boundaries and structure around cell phones is when their children are wanting their first one. Yeah. And so I would even literally talk about signing a contract. Ooh, I had not thought about that. Yes. Yes. I think it would be good. This is what I agree to. And I think even in that contract could talk about in the decision-making process, I agree that my parents have the final say, even if I disagree with it.
1: And it's another great form of accountability.
0: Yeah. Well, you agreed to this. Right. That could include turning it in at 9.30 or 10 at night. That's one of the things that could include. It could include that I understand that my parents may check my messages and, and my history. And, you know, children are like, okay, no big deal because I know how to circumvent, circumvent that. <laughs> yeah. So there again, we have to be knowledgeable enough for that. Yeah. And there has to be trust. If there isn't trust with with a cell phone, then I'm not so sure that they should have it. And well, that's not going to be popular. Right. right. But, but true though. Yep, and I've seen parents do that. Yeah. You know,
1: they, well, you don't have your cell phone for the next three weeks. Yeah. Very unpopular choice, but... Right. You know, you broke our you broke our trust. You broke the agreement.
0: Yeah, and, and so I've always said that consequences in parenting as they are managing their children, when it has to happen, should be strategic. So as should be quality over quantity. And so the cell phone is strategic that's going to get somebody's attention right absolutely yeah so so when it comes to bullying online now our kids
1: are on social media in ways there are new platforms now that i have no earthly idea what they are me either the kids will throw out some of these names and i'm like that's not snapchat yeah (laughs) instant instant oatmeal what (laughs) um you know so all this other this new stuff's coming out and as parents, you know, how do we keep up with that?
0: And so the one that has been baffling me is, I think they call it tic-tac-toe. tic toc
1: oh ladies and gentlemen yes remember we survived by passing notes in study hall (laughs) yeah Uh, that's true you try not to get caught with that trying not to get caught yeah but when you did oh Mm, boy boy. the teacher read the note
0: oh yeah oh yeah and that's why my mom said back when i was in uh, school you never put anything on paper that you wouldn't want to see read in the town newspaper. <laughs> oh, good good wisdom there. Yeah, we call those Margaretisms. When she was Margaret. They, that was a, a pearl of wisdom. That yeah. could
1: easily have become a Thomism.
0: Yes, they, yes. Yeah,
1: they are now. <laughs> that's but right. that's, that's a nice piece of wisdom for uh, your texting, for TikToking, for Instagram, and for Facebook, and all of those.
0: That's right. Yeah. And one of those, it runs in my mind, basically, is there a short period of time, and then it disappears. Yeah. Whatever message you put on there, it it may be a video chat maybe, and it's there a bit, and then it's gone. So look at, there's there's like no evidence. So again, they're out of our realm of protection when they're doing that kind of thing. So that's, that's where bullying certainly can happen.
1: So, Tom, we've talked about bullying in terms of our kids, and it's, you know, the first thing you think about is Johnny pushing Tommy down on the playground. Right. We've talked about cyberbullying, and we know that that happens. You know, junior high girls can be absolutely brutal on social media with other junior high girls. But it it struck me, and, and we kind of talked about this, that bullying can happen in the workplace for us adults as well.
0: Physical bullying can actually take place. In the office, too. And sometimes in the workplace, it's in your office. So somebody comes in and they have some protection, your word against their word. I mean, even if they just took something on your desk and shoved it off on the floor. I yeah. had a boss that invaded personal
1: space. Oh. Oh, he was an expert. He, he actually walked me across. <laughs> and I was managing a cafeteria at the time. We were in front of the serving line. And he kept invading my space, and I kept backing up. And he kept going into my space and backing up. Finally, he pinned me against the drink station. Oh, my gosh. And, and he wasn't being mean. He was trying to make a point. He, we were talking about some things, phases of operations, and he—that's just was his way of managing, was to make sure he was in your space. Yeah, and I'm like, I'm finally like, okay, I can't breathe now. Um, <laughs> would you like a coke? <laughs> you know, is that why you came over here? You want the coffee on the other side? Yeah. It's yeah. fun. We just brewed it. Um, but yeah, that's yeah. that's another
0: way that uh-huh. that can get into your into your world. Yeah, those guys can be annoying when they follow you around, and oh, yeah. they, it are got to be in your face, and you step back, and they they are right back in your face, and that process continues. If that's... I'd have thought about it, I should have sneezed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that'll fix it. <laughs> that'll yeah. back him up. Yeah, clean that yeah. off your tie. <laughs> yeah, saying to him, "Well, I, you know, I'm pretty sure I've got tonsillitis, but that's so. <laughs> I don't have the appointment for three or four more days, so <laughs> yeah, I can't get in. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so yeah, yeah, when it when it comes to adult bullying, though, what else? These can take a lot of forms too. Just like we see with our kids, they can happen in the workplace. You know, all these Zoom meetings. Oh yeah. Oh my gosh, I've seen meetings where you know somebody will start making comments, and you see somebody else on the screen roll their eyes.
0: Right. So that's another one. So cyber bullying in the workplace. It definitely can be problematic. The tangible and using one's formal power or material advantage, like I'm I'm the one that has the, the money, I'm the international representative here, as, as forms of intimidation. I'm gonna show you uh, I I have got everything it takes to, and you're gonna just listen to me. I'm I'm the boss and you're not. So they ramrod through what they want. Which I've always thought, how does that make a cohesive unit in the workplace?
1: Yeah, you might ram it through, but what respect do you have of your coworkers? What kind of loyalty do they have to you?
0: That's the key. Yeah, the whole issue of respect goes right out the window. Yeah,
1: and you you find a business that has a lot of turnover. That's usually one of the first things I look at is, okay, why is that? Yeah. And you start looking at upper management. I don't look at the floor-level people.
0: I look up top. And that whole issue becomes so you can get something done, but you're growing a, a, an illness inside of your business that is not going to bode well.
1: Right. Yeah. It's going to, it's going to blow up like a cancer and eventually it
0: will destroy. Some people think, well, yeah, I'm really a, a great boss because it all gets done. Well, yeah, but how many casualties did you have along the way? That, right. Yeah. I learned this and I think it's very appropriate here. So this might be a Thomism Scott. Oh boy, here we go. People don't always say what they think. So when the boss is getting stuff done, the employee may be saying what they want, to, what the boss wants to hear. But what are they really thinking? Yeah. And which one really counts?
1: Yeah. Yeah. What they, what they really think is what you
0: <laughs> – that's what always scares us a little
1: bit about my granddaughter. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We, we've talked about how, you know, she cannot verbally express herself well. Right, and I keep praying for the day when she and I ask God to give her her words. Yeah, and sometimes you know we'll think about you know do we really want her to say what we really think she's saying? Uh-huh. Do we really want to know? Right, but yeah. you know that's that's the way it is at work. Do you, you know, it sometimes is better to know what they're really saying than to just hear them as they kiss the back of your front.
0: Uh-huh. <laughs> i have to think about that one. About 20 minutes off the air, I'll have that one all figured out. your way out. back to
1: the office, that'll get you. You'll hit it. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> and and those, those are the employees that drive me nuts. Okay. I've had to work around them for years uh-huh. at different stations. And, you know, you know who they are. And it's like, oh, okay. Right. Yeah. I'll just go back in my studio and do my thing. You go over there and smooch. <laughs> you know. Yeah. 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 All right, so Tom, I know we've we just scratched the surface of a topic that can be hard on our kids. It can be hard on adults. So let's real quick as we wrap up, what are some things as parents we need to see, that we should see in our kids if they are being bullied? What are some characteristics, some signs that we well, can watch yeah. for? Well,
0: yeah, for one, if we're in our children's world, then we're going to have a better idea of what's happening because they're going to be different. When there's a change, I think, of any kind where – All of a sudden, they don't want to do this. Uh, They're not hungry. Now, when have you known a child's got to not be hungry?
1: Yeah, I know, especially a (laughs) teenager. Yeah,
0: that's true. So those changes show something. You know, all of a sudden, maybe they don't want to participate in the sport that they're on the team with. And they, they talk to you about wanting to quit. Well, you could think about, well, we taught, you son, that you're going to continue. You can't quit that, you know, that's been a rule in our household. You can't quit. And so our focus can go that direction, but not on what makes you say you want to quit.
1: Right. Yeah. They don't want to ride the bus anymore. Yeah. They start missing the bus a lot.
0: And so there, what's going on in the bus? You know, we can, we can discipline them. We can talk about the behavior and you need to be on that bus. But what stops us from asking the question? what makes the bus so difficult or so unpleasant now?
1: Now, why is it your favorite teacher is all of a sudden not your favorite teacher? Yeah. You know, what changed?
0: So those kinds of things we want to be aware of. I would also look at if they have, you know, some kind of writing or drawing that they're doing in their room that you could see uh, maybe on their notebooks. You know, and I'm not talking their electronic notebooks, I'm talking about the old paper. the the, uh, the paper and pencil kind of yeah. notebook. They still
1: exist? They <laughs> still exist. They still do. We actually make them use them. Oh, my goodness. Yes, we make our media production kids use journaling. Oh, my goodness. Yes. Yeah. Look for posters on your kids' walls, too. Yeah, what yeah. kind of posters do they put up? So those are all great examples of what we're talking about. Yeah. yeah. And if you really feel like it, there's something going on, the biggest encouragement I can give you is to go to parent-teacher conferences Schedule them. Can I tell you something? In the 10 years I've been at Mansfield Christian, Uh keep in mind, this is is a good Christian school. Parents are involved. I have not had a parent come up for a conference in six years. Wow. Get involved. You want to talk about being in your kids' worlds, and they're going to hate you for doing it. Right, yeah. (laughs) Go to parent-teacher conferences. It's a way you can find out if something's going on that they're not telling
0: you. Yeah, and also I would say, when we when we were talking about the reporting part, here's a Thomism. we don't want to let any grass grow under our feet. Yes. in reporting that, that should be done uh, right away. Yes, so we connect the crime with the uh, consequence. Right, r- as quickly as possible. Connect the bully to the bully e. Yeah. Somewhere in there. Somewhere,
1: somewhere in there, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So, But it may reach a point, too, Tom, where your child has been, and it, it let go, it let go, it let go, and now you've got an extreme situation in place where, you know, you may be dealing with safety. Right. Uh, sitting down with a Christian counselor can be helpful to helping your child now sort all of this out. Right. How can they get a hold of you to start a conversation?
0: Well, I can be reached at heritagechristiancounselingministries.com. And you can
1: always, if you came in in the middle, you want to find out more of what we were talking about, you can uh, check everything out and see our full show doc at the podcast network at shinefmohio.com.